0: Uh, looking forward to this game. Um, I think uh, you know after after last week's performance, we learned uh, quite a bit as a team. Some things that we can work on, and, and uh, things that are very very fixable. So looking forward to get that done today in practice. Um, you know we have had good opportunities to work a little bit after the game, and and get a, a jump start on on this one being such a, sh- a short turnaround, short week. So I'm um, looking forward to getting back at it. Really quality opponent. In Houston, um, you can see from their roster, there's a lot of experience returning, a lot of veteran guys on their team, a lot of depth. And uh, what sticks out is their athleticism and speed. They have a lot of playmakers. Um, quarterback that seems really um, comfortable uh, under their scheme this year. And being Dana's second year, you know, well coached, and Dana's done a great job putting a, around, you know, putting together a really solid team that has a lot of explosiveness in all three phases. So a lot of playmakers and it's going to test us and looking forward to the matchup um, physical uh, front on both sides on the line and D line. So, uh, you know, our, our guys, you have to get ready to work and, and uh, get ready for a, a big time game this, this Friday. All right, let's take questions from Jared and then Mitch. Kalani, you've talked a lot, um, I don't know, you, this this entire year about the, the leadership and the importance of the team ownership. Sometimes you see it in a different level after a game where maybe the guys know they didn't play their best. What have you seen from the leaders both in the game and then now as you're kind of trying to improve and build off of that? Yeah, there's a lot of things that go on um, behind the scenes with the players. I think the, the key is for them to collaborate with the coaches, but also the you know, communicate with each other. And so I think, um, you know, coaches, we're going to, we're going to show the things that, that uh, we think that we can improve on. And then I think players can do the same. They can echo it or they can be in front of it. Um, But I think we're all speaking the same language and our expectations for each other. I mean, I I like the players being involved in that. I think, um, you know, having the coaches always give praise and criticism isn't, isn't the right way to do it. I think you can, Share that with with the whole team, and uh, obviously the coaches will do their part. But there's a our, our job is to teach and, and uh, have them learn as much as possible. And from what we saw from last week and then from Saturday's game, these things are are, are uh, fixable. And will take a, a lot of uh, focus and and guys being, you know, having better concentration, and then just and then giving credit to our opponents. They they played great, but we didn't we didn't play our best, and that that was unfortunate. We didn't show our best in that game. Lonnie, what challenges come from being a team now that is that's targeted by your opposition due to your high ranking? Yeah, I mean, you saw it with UTSA; they wanted to come in here and 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 get after. They had a mission in mind; they wanted to see how they matched up. We've we've been in that position as well. We faced teams that were ranked and being the underdog, and so uh, you know, for for this position, it's not really focused on on being the hunted anymore. It's just a matter of we we can't stop hunting ourselves. You know, and so we still have a lot of things to prove and we still have uh, a lot of things that we can do better and and still have a lot of plays that we can make. So, um, you know, we've addressed a lot of the issues already and we'll get through it with with the film, but we've got to put that game, uh, learn as much as we can from it and then put that game to the side and and then get working on Houston. So we'll we'll do a a hybrid of things today um, with, uh, you know, the corrections that we need to make. Uh, a lot of it the players have already seen themselves and have already addressed it themselves um, with with communication from their coaches and from the things they saw on film with our with the feedback that they're getting from the coaches so that's already there we just need to make sure that um, that you know everyone's on the same page and that uh, we're all speaking the same language and communicate it well confirm what they've learned and what they see from the film and then away we go on to Houston and Kalani, what did Tom tell you as to why this game was moved from Provo to Houston? I don't know all the details. All I know is that uh, we wanted the game, so um, you know, looking forward to getting out there and playing the game against Dana and his team. And, and I think he does a fine job at putting a team together. They obviously had something in mind when they when they took him away from West Virginia to Houston. So, uh, from what we saw in that first game. That was the first game of the, of the year, you know, and then a lot of improvement happens from week one to week two. So we have to anticipate them being way better than what we saw in week one. And then hopefully we can be way better than we were in, in, uh, in our four weeks or especially in the week four. All right, let's go Jay and then Norma. Hey, Kalani. Obviously, implications are huge for this game Friday with ESPN and your ranking and everything. Do you feel like your team is – built well to handle and mature enough to handle the hype that's going to come from this game? I don't care anything about hype. I just want to play our best. And then it doesn't really matter about the uh, the, the um, rankings and all of the, the, you know, the criticism or the praise. It doesn't matter. Those are all distractions when we try to get back on it with our guys. And the only, the only answer, Jay, to give you is that we have to work. We're going to work really hard and um, – and, and, and get back on track where I think we can, we can, we know we can play. Now, um, if, we, if we can play at our best and then and, and minimize the the mistakes, then I think we'll be a lot um, more comfortable with our performance. But we'll have to wait and see how that matches up against Houston. But the only answer we can, I can give you right now is to work hard. And when guys start thinking about all the other stuff, those are just distractions. We, we label them as distractions, good and or bad. And, and the focus is just. Purely on trying to fix what we made the mistakes that we made in UTSa, and then getting to Houston and making sure that when we enter that game Friday night, that we're going to be at our best. And you've been a little short-handed uh, with some offensive linemen out, kicker out, uh, Sioni fee now not quite back. What are the prospects for Friday of getting some of those guys back? Yeah, those are all distractions too. So we'll play with whoever is ready to roll, right? And and um, been really pleased with our coaches. Then putting together a game plan and schemes and um, but also putting together a depth chart where we can get the best guys on the field and give us the best chance to win. Now, the guys that we're looking at guys coming back, we think they're they're further ahead. I think James Empey and Tristan are very close. James probably further than uh, more ahead of being back on, on the field than Tristan, but so it's still a chance for those guys to play this weekend. Also Siony Final. Giannis, Salia, uh, Salia, possibly back. Uh, who am I forgetting? Brendan, right? Kenny, anybody else? Jay, do you know any, anybody in specific that? that... Uh, well, Jake Oldroyd. Uh, yeah, Jake I... Oldroyd as well. Sorry, uh, he, we, we expect him to be back this week as well. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. That, 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 that's. I think that's that covers most of them. But yeah, I think we we should be um, better and we should be deeper in different spots, but regardless of what happens, whether it's a, a COVID test or a injury or something that comes along the way, that's part of the game. We, we try to provide as much depth in every position possible for this For this uh, violent game, you know, that, that people get hurt in and, and um, looking forward to getting the guys back. You know, it was good to see Lopal back on the field. And so we'll see how this thing progresses and, and how we look today. Probably have more answers for you guys tomorrow and, and things like that. But feel really good about the way those, those other guys are starting to come back. And uh, most of the guys that I mentioned have, have been on the practice field already. So uh, I, I trust the training room and, and whenever they say those guys are ready to roll. Hey coach um, Gunnar Rami has been having a great year, but what makes him so special off the field? What does he bring to the team in the locker rooms during practices that just really makes him a standout player? Hard work. Guy works hard and, 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 um, he doesn't talk a lot. And then when he first got here, he definitely doesn't, doesn't didn't do much talking, but came in as a true freshman. Had He probably worked too hard when he came as a true freshman, just always extra work, running extra routes, and probably helps having a brother on the team that can throw him the ball whenever he wants, you know. But he's always working. And if you look at his, where his family comes from and, and their background, they're, that's a family of hard workers. And so that work ethic carries, carries over into what he does on the field. But – you know, it's it's uh, not very often you know, as a coach, you have to tell the kid to slow down a little bit. And You know, it was freshman year, we had to slow him down because he, he honestly um, had, uh, you know, some soft tissue issues because he was working too much. We'd have a full practice, sometimes two days, and he was out there running again. And it's like, man, you know, we got to get this guy to just settle down a little bit. But I've never seen a lot of – I mean, I've seen a lot of players, but I, I, very, very few have – have the same work ethic as Gunner, and then his brother Baylor. So they work really hard and he's a great leader, great example. The guys follow him. And then now that he's an upperclassman, when he speaks, they listen. But when he was a freshman and sophomore, when he did it, they all followed. And then that, that, the huge credit for our receiving for being ready this year. You know, Fessy's done a great job, but allowing Gunner to, to lead the way with his, his example. We lost three seniors last year. And they were able to just pick up and roll with it. And that's because guys like Gunner and Dax with their work ethic has been unbelievable. Okay, let's go. Shep and then Chris. Kalani, with this uh, being just their second game, your fifth, how much or kind of advantages or disadvantages is it that you have one game to look at for them, they have four to look at on you? Well, I, I think if you look at that game, you could, you could tell they're well-coached and they have a lot of uh, upperclassmen veteran leadership. They ran into some adversity early in that game, you know, and, and they were able to settle down and, and basically put the game away, you know. And so that's, that's a, a, an indicative of a, of a veteran group, an experienced group, and a well-coached group. So I, I think you, you'll see a lot of coaches say you see a lot of improvement from week one to week two, and they did some great things in week one. So we're expecting a much better team in in, in this game against us than what they did in in their first game. And what they did in their first game was really, really impressive. So, uh, you know, we have to be at our best and, um, you know, looking forward to getting that done. I I just think that uh, I don't think you can read into it other than that that they're a better team than what you've already seen on film. Well, and Kalani, I know you're going to play the games wherever you need to play, but the fact that this is the first road game since week one are are you looking forward to to having that little bit of a test going back on the road after being home for so long plus it'll actually be the first game you guys play in front of fans yeah I I guess that that's the you know I don't think you could even tell a difference between home and 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 away games from the first four because it was there's no fans in all four of them so I don't know how many fans would be in this game but that would be a different thing that we haven't seen all all season long and so I think you guys are excited I, I believe we'll have they'll have an opportunity for to have their family members at the games and help support them we'll have some representation there too and um that's way better than what we've had the first four games and so that's something that's different and i think it's unique and and, and i think something to look forward to for our players so we'll just uh yeah i think that only adds to the excitement but also add to the opportunity for these guys to really shine and and, and play at their best and and way better than I, I know we were capable of in the past. And then I'm talking about the three games before. It wasn't just the, the one against UTSA. It's a lot of things that we should be doing better as a team and in all three phases, and I can't wait to get that done. Hopefully we we able to get that done this week and then show it on Friday. Kalani, what, I mean, what's been the biggest – reason behind Zach's improvement. I mean, every stat he's up, except for turnovers are down. I mean, it really seems like he's got full control of what you guys are trying oh to do. Been that different? Mentoring him this last year has been really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry. I just throw that in. There wasn't You guys are being too serious, man. I, I think, um, like I said, we have really good kids here from great families, and their work ethic is what they bring from their families. It, it's a way for them to, to – Um represent their family on the field and so I think it's really important when when you look at that our guys and we talked about Gunner and you look at all our players and you see the families that they come from and, and their backgrounds and you just you can't be um, you can't be surprised when you get to know their, their parents and you get to know their siblings and things that they do probably why we have a, a huge number of players from the same family siblings that play here you know brothers that come here and so um, I think it's just, I'm looking at that as, as a huge reason. There's a lot of different variables behind it I know that there's a, a lot of attention goes to probably a couple of things but the, the variables is Zach himself and his family, their work ethic, his hard work and then and they get to look at the mentoring and the teaching that he's getting from Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes and then you're know, looking at the, the system that we're running, I think it fits him and then looking at the opportunity for him to be a veteran and get a little bit more comfortable. He's a, he seems a little bit more seasoned and the experience helps out. So that in combination with the fact that he has wonderful teammates that have been played a lot of football and, and a solid O-line group in front of him to help protect him with receivers that can catch the ball and run the ball and help him keep the, the offense balanced and keep some teams guessing. All those variables and probably a lot more that I didn't mention are are um, are, are contributors to his success. But number one is him himself, his work ethic and and representing his family is really important to him and, and going back to recruiting him he was uh, obviously a late addition for you guys what, what did you see in him and, and what kind of got you guys on him late i've known the kids since he was in, in grade school and so you know when he was coming to camps when i was at the u he was always up there i got to see him and tax and then a lot of players that we have on our team i remember them when they're kids and then you saw something in them, and just you know, so as you start to follow these young men when they get older and go into high school, I love football, so I love watching high school football and seeing a lot of these kids. I mean, you know, little league kids that grow up, in you, and you, you just there's so many, there's so so many opportunities to see these guys at camps. That's why I'm hoping to get the COVID thing under control so we can see these young men in the camps and you do, develop this relationship and seeing them grow and then uh, mature into their high school years, and then you know, and eventually you get to recruit them. So that's, I've, I've seen him and his family and been around them for a long time. So, uh, but that's no different than a lot of, a lot of players that I've seen when, when they were young in my coaching career. Okay, let's go Jake Hatch and then Jake Edmonds. Kalani, I know the wide receivers get most of the headlines because of the stat lines they've had, but I wanted to ask you about your tight ends, Isaac Rex, Mason Wake, and I guess Lane Lunt and Carter Wheat to a degree as well. What have you seen from them as they replace Matt Bushman so far this season? I think they're doing a good job of, of, um, you know, as a committee handling all of it and and being able to be um, receivers and, and blockers at the line of scrimmage. I've been really impressed with him. And I think Steve Clark has done an amazing job as a, as a tight ends coach, um, you know, utilizing all the different um, talent he has. They're all different body, body types and have different strengths and weaknesses. And uh, one thing I can say Steve's done a great job at is, is um, and he's taking any of the weaknesses and making them become eventually strengths now. And that's a young group. And so I've been really pleased with the way our, our coaches have worked with them. But, again, you look at those players and then where they come from, it, it's it's a it's as a as a coach it's it makes the job a lot easier when you can demand a lot from the group, uh, knowing how, how they've been raised and knowing that what type of kid you get into the program here. Have you said anything to Mason about leaping? Is is it something you're okay with? What do you, what is your message to him about that? As long as you take care of the ball, it doesn't matter. I mean that that's it's I, I know it's exciting and everything. I just uh, I don't like telling kids what not to do except for. Just take care of the football, ball security. That ball belongs to the program, to the fans, not to them. And so uh, I think that's the most important thing. And whatever they feel the instincts will, will be, let them do it. But I think Mason's I think he's a young kid. You know, he's got a lot, a lot of years ahead of him. And um, I think he likes, likes running the ball a little bit more. So maybe we'll give him a couple carries and bring the return of the bus from Long Peak. Hey, Coach. Um, you mentioned Sione Finau's possible return, and Coach Grimes did as well. But uh, we saw how valuable he was last year. But how does he? How would you know? How does he fit into the offense this year? With you know, with Tyler taking more carries, and, and obviously Lopini uh, in there as well. Uh, he's tough. He can block. He can do all the things that they do, and and um, he has experience, so that helps out as well. And um, I think you. Saw, uh, you were able to see a lot of his speed, things that he can do um, in, in open space and things that he can do in the next level when he gets past the uh, the, the front, you know, so the front seven. So I think he's a big playmaker. I, I, I think he helps complement what we already have from Tyler and from um, Lopini. And I think it just, it just gives you more depth than when that depth has been tested early in this year, you know. And so I think once you, if you have a, a capable uh, running back back there, good things can happen, but it helps having a a, a physical, strong offensive line in front of you, and so um, he he'll, he'll he'll give us something that that I think will help complement the other two backs there. All right, our last question is going to come from Pete. Kalani Pete Thamel from uh, Yahoo doing something in the bigger picture on, uh, on on Zach and your program is so steeped with tradition in the pass game Kalani I, I'm just curious if, if you can give us a, a, a thought from the big picture of having the BYU pass game revived and having a dynamic signal caller back there putting up big numbers and big yards just what does that mean to your uh, program considering the the, the... good question Pete I, I think the for us it's important because that's what we all grew up knowing BYU to be, you know, and, 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 I think we can run the ball, but I think a lot of people forget that even though we, we have um, thrown the ball quite a bit in the past and then that's our tradition and it's kind of branched out into what the error rate has become right now with Mike Leach and his connection to the school as well. I think the, um, the ability, like even that the, the years that we were th- throwing the ball, we were able to run the ball effectively as well. So I think it helps open up the game for us and uh, I think more than anything, it, 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 re, it re-energizes the fan base because that's what we want to see. Like, keep in mind, I, I was a fan before I was a football coach, uh, football player here at BYU, and I was a fan before I was a football coach. And so uh, I, I feel the same way that a lot of the BYU fans do. And whatever can get us points on the board, that's what I want. And it seems like uh, when you're capable of having some good receivers and uh, pass-protecting O-line and a core gunslinger that can throw it. I mean, we have more than, more than one of those. The biggest issue we've had is keeping them healthy and um, and creating depth. And so now that we have that, we feel like we have uh, more than one guy to do it in a lot of different positions on this team. And this year it's been tested in a lot of different positions. And um, so far we've been able to keep our, our the majority of our players healthy. And if we can do that, I think we'll, we'll have success. But the fans are I- number one. If I can follow up on Zach has such, he's a captivating player. He has such an improvisational style. What's that been like as he's grown and matured to, to keep that uh, ability to make plays and create dynamic plays, but at the same time, you know, keep him within the confines of offense. Has that been an interesting balance for, for you to keep as a coaching staff? Um, not really. I think, you know, when, when uh, I think we want our players to be themselves Think it's important for them to be themselves. I, I talked to the team about when I got here. Jamal Williams really wanted to dance on the, on the on the sidelines and before the games, and and just asked if he could have permission to do that. I just want our guys. I don't want to make all of them dance, but I think whatever they're they're comfortable with being themselves, I want to, I want them to do that. So when Zach comes here and we give him some rules and some things that we want to see done in in you know on the field of play, it goes back to guys jumping and all that stuff. I I just feel like you. You don't limit them and you don't tell them that you can never do this. I, I don't believe in that. I just, I like them having their natural instincts and not limiting their ceiling. And so um, he may do some things that, that we don't really want. And maybe it's not ideal in some ways he throws things or his footwork, but as long as he's going off his instincts, that that's important. What we need to do is teach the basics and the fundamentals in every position and then allow our guys to be inst- instinctive and make plays out there not just the quarterback position, but everywhere. And I want our guys to be comfortable in, in who they are. You know, I, I want the coaches to be themselves and, and I want the players to be themselves. And sometimes that's in personality, but also in playmaking ability and, and, and skills on the field.